Welcome to this new Triple V podcast episode, covering the most recent town hall. Okay, so now we have 60 people. You guys, um, while we wait, I would be very appreciative if you could leave a retweet and a like on the Spaces event. Even if you end up listening to the recording, please also retweet and like. It really tremendously helps our exposure and our exposure eventually also benefits us when we have to make connections for new investments, for new collaborations. And at the end of the day, everything is always going to be at the benefit of the community. Okay, so for everyone who is new and wants a little bit of an overview of what VVV is and what value it offers to you personally, then the most important thing to understand initially is the different investment opportunities in the crypto space as a whole. You have cryptocurrencies, which you can buy on the open market, which you can trade. Then you have NFTs, which you can buy and trade, or which you can mint and then trade. And there's another third layer to that, which is a, a layer which normally is not accessible to normal people. And that's investing into crypto companies or crypto projects which eventually will have a token, but investing into them before they have the token, which means you eventually end up being a venture capitalist. And if you guys have ever watched Shark Tank, then that's pretty much what we do. So we have a research institute, which is doing due diligence on hundreds and hundreds of different projects or candidates, if you would like to say so. And then once someone is approved or once a project is approved, we reach out to them and we arrange a live event with them, which is an AMA. And that live event is pretty much the exact same situation which you see in the Shark Tank episodes. So those guests come to our AMA and then it's really about asking them the most diff difficult questions and really doing a deep dive into what they are building. And when we do that, we do not ask for information which is publicly available. Our team and our community really does extremely detail-oriented due diligence, meaning whatever information is publicly available, we already have. So those AMAs are very, very insightful and always blow our guests away as well. So it has by, yeah by the way we do it also become a tremendous value add because these events are incredibly interesting and they draw in a big audience and a lot of listeners and that exposure for our guests now obviously makes it very easy for us to pitch that idea and to actually get them to come to an ma and the questions in return because they are so high quality and they are so detail oriented and go into the technical aspects on a very deep level it also convinces our guests that we are going to be a strong partner if it were ever to come to an investment. And that's one of the biggest selling points which we have is the exposure which we can grant, the quality of the community, and then also the strength of our core team. And the question is, why would I even invest into a seed round or in a private round? Or why would I 
invest into a token before it even goes to the market? And the answer is very easy. If you invest in the early stages of a project, you buy in at a much, much cheaper price. And that price can be many times on average, probably like five to 10 X cheaper than an IDO or ICO. And then you also have the, the big Delta between the price at the ICO or IDO and between the price that eventually ends up trading it. And this is obviously assuming that you place the right bet and that you buy or invest into a project which has extra substance and is going to perform well on the open market. So one of the biggest advantages is that by investing so early and by investing into at much, much lower valuations, you are going to be de-risked to a certain extent because you are pretty much getting bought out throughout ongoing uh, investment rounds, meaning if you invest into one of the earliest rounds, for example, the seed round, and then that project has the private round one and two, and then the IDO, there's already three other institutions or types of investors who already invested at higher valuations than you. So unless the project totally fails, it's very unlikely that you actually lose money. It's very unlikely that the price of the token on the open market is going to dip below the price you entered in. So this is, to me, despite it being one of the highest risk investments which you can make, in my opinion, it's one of the smartest plays which you can make because you losing money really only happens if something fails. And if you do proper due diligence and if you have such a sophisticated and professional team like we have, the probability of the majority of the investments completely failing is rather low. And the probability of one of those investments being on the same level as the next Solana, that's something which could actually happen. And on average, and this is not financial advice, I'm not promising that any of the investments which we arrange will ever make any money, but I do this because I expect on average something between like a 30x and 100x return uh, across all the investments which you've made. And that could mean that if we take 10, that three go to zero and that two or three perform a 10x and then maybe we have one which does a 100x or a 1000x and then obviously also pulls up all the other investments. But my expectations for the investments which we range are very high because we, we put in so much effort and we, we also spend quite a lot of money on the research process where all that effort wouldn't make any sense if the returns wouldn't be absolutely exceptional. And we currently have positioned ourselves as the most value-adding VC and the VC which operates with 100% integrity when it comes to managing the retail investors, i.e. the members who invest alongside us. And the way in which we did this is that we have set up the structure in a way which is designed where it's almost impossible for it to ever become corrupted, which means we are the only community VC which lets retail investors invest alongside them, which does not charge any fee. So all of our members who hold the NFT, they can invest without 
having any loss in paying fees for actually investing into a project. So if you look at the regular community VCs out there, if you want to invest into one of the investments which they arrange, then you will have to bear a 10% to 30% fee, which then in return means if you invest $1,000, for example, you have $100 to $300 in fees, which you pay every single time you invest, which also means the people arranging those investments, they make the money from getting the returns from the fees. They don't make the money from investing themselves and playing on the returns of that investment. They just arrange anything. And if the ticket is big enough, $500,000, a million dollars, if you have a 10% fee on that or a 15% fee on that, that's a nice monthly income if you just keep arranging one deal after the other and don't pay that much attention to quality. And the, the most detrimental aspect is that you can arrange those kinds of investments for probably 12 months because within the next 12 months, none of those projects are going to have their TGE, which also means all the retail investors who have put in their hard-earned money into those investments which have been arranged, they will only find out that probably all of them will go to zero after 12 months or more are over. So it's very, very important to realize that in any other community VC, you are not a member, but you are a customer. You are the guy paying the fees to feed the machine, which brings you deals in volume. And we are the exact same opposite. We don't do high volume because there simply are not that many great projects out there. There's, it's not like you can deploy hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars like some of the institutional investors and like reasonably spread that only across the best. That's just not possible. There's not that many great deals out there. And we see this with many VCs now struggling and losing money and losing 40% of the entire fund's value. And a lot of things are going completely south and you have uh, three arrows which went bankrupt and the, the investment thesis of spreading everything thin that only works in the bull run. That doesn't work in, a, in, in the bear market. And if you don't invest properly right now, then it's very sad to say, but you're most likely just going to lose all your money because the, the investments which are still currently around, which can be arranged, the good ones have access to infinite capital because the, the last few professional and super active venture capitalists, they all push into those top 1%, top 10% projects. So if you are a regular community VC who operates with fees, it's very likely that you don't even get access to those investment opportunities because these guys already have access to infinite money and you offering them money to them has no value. So you have to offer them something else. And what we can offer is our extremely strong community. We can arrange better tests, alpha tests. We can arrange live events and we can provide them with exposure to a super professional audience, a very passionate audience. And we also have a lot of value adds on the back end through our team and through our network. So for us, it's not that difficult. As long as we get the, the attention of the project, it's not that difficult to secure the investment. 
because we have a lot of value packed into VVB and we have, we have a lot of leverage already with the platform which we have built. So as long as we get the attention of those projects, it's not that difficult or impossible to arrange an investment. Even in projects where there's, other, there's only other super, super big names in there and they don't let any other community uh, VC invest. For example, uh, Snickerdoodle. And this is, again, the, the biggest strength of VVV is that these guys can tell. They don't know all the, the, the ins and outs of our fee system and, and why it's better than the others, but they can tell from the audience which we have attracted that something is very different. And they can also tell that when I talk to them and when the team talks with them, that we are absolutely genuine and that we do not arrange the investment for the sake of making money from the fees. Because if that's the case, if you are a crypto project and you're uh, selecting your investors, if you select a, another co community VC and they make money from the fees and you are aware that they make money from the fees, that also means that they know that you probably do a lot of volume and that you don't do your best to actually tell your members what they actually invest in. Because if you would do that every single time, then you couldn't do the volume because the volume just by definition means that it's low quality. It's impossible to do investment volume and always do high quality deals. That's just not possible. So that also means that all your members slash customers, if they participate in the majority of your deals, they don't really know what they got into. And whatever happens after the TGE, meaning once the token starts trading, they will just sell because they are afraid of losing money. So if the token price is up, they will sell because they want to take profits. If the token price is down, they will sell because they have panic that they will lose more money or all of their money. So a community VC just by definition is a very bad investor because they do not hold the tokens. They will just sell off all the tokens. And this is exactly the reputation which they have. And this is also the, the reason why we have positioned our brand in a very specific way where we are not the regular community VC. And that has helped us a lot in arranging a variety of investments where they particularly didn't want community VCs in there. And now coming back to the 0% fee, the reason why we chose that model is because it's keeping us always honest and it keeps the incentives in the right place. Because we don't make any money from arranging any deal, we can also decline every single deal which we do not feel is up to our, our standards. And we do this every single week. And even me personally, I, I get DMs daily with some investment opportunities. Someone wants to arrange an investment. Someone has a new uh, investment which is struggling for funding. And I could literally make hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month just by doing the volume of the deals and just by promising all the members that all the deals are going to work out in the future. And this is something which is super, super important to realize. It's better to just sit back and wait for the right opportunity to deploy your capital than just going through the volume and just putting your money in and then praying that it's going to work out. It's just the, the, the wrong approach and it's a, a surefire way to end up losing all your money. It's all about picking the right investments and making very, very thoughtful and high commitment decisions.
where you have to feel 100% comfortable if you actually put your money into any of the investments. And in our case, there's no difference. If we do a lot of volume, if we do little volume, we make no money from the fees anyways. So we have complete freedom and, and uh, independence from choosing the right volume. So whenever we find a, a good deal, which we think has the fundamentals in place and has a high likelihood of yielding returns, then we arrange the deal. And if you have any doubt, then we don't do it. But it it's very simple. And if you are incentivized by the fees to just arrange as many deals as possible to make as much money as possible, then you're not going to reject any deal. Only maybe the, the absolute worst you might want to reject, but there's very little reason for you to not do a deal because you know you're going to make money. And then there's also the issue with the ticket size where if you make money from the fees, that also means you make more money from larger deals, meaning instead of arranging a $100,000 deal, you obviously want to arrange a million dollar deal because instead of $10,000, you're going to make $100,000 in fees. So all of the community VCs are also always going to push for the largest ticket and they will tell you whatever possible to make sure you put in as much money as they can possibly squeeze out, squeeze out of you. So just by having the fee, by definition, that, when, that community VC has to be corrupted. It's just not possible to completely ignore the incentive of a lot of money and act with sheer and utter integrity. Even, even I, and I have, I have so much, and I don't want to sound braggadocious, but I'm one of the most authentic guys who genuinely does not care about the money. And even I would not run a VC brand based on fees because I know at some point there's going to be a decision where you might want to do the deal, but you maybe don't want to do a large ticket, but then you make a lot of money from arranging a large ticket. And then even if it's just slight deviation from what's the best decision for the community, I, I don't want to run into the risk where I might be tempted to deviate from the absolute path of truth. And if I, with very high integrity, don't want to do this, I can only, and I don't just imagine it, but I actually know what terrible and horrendous decisions other community VCs do where they present you an investment and they literally sell the investment to you and they did not put in one penny of their own money and they will tell you it's the best deal on earth and they will arrange the biggest, deal, uh, the biggest ticket size possible and if you do just five minutes of due diligence, you will uncover 10 red flags and you will know that investment is never ever going to yield any kind of return. And the team which arranges that investment, they have to know that it's a bad investment. It's just not possible to not know, which also means they willingly just arrange a deal for them to make money. And in my opinion, that's criminal. And my opinion, there's a few community VCs out there which are good. Uh, DCI, Dutch crypto investors, for example, there's a few which are well, well run or reasonably well run, but still it's not the same quality and the incentives are not set up in the right way where I do not want to recommend any other option and obviously for selfish reasons as well, than VVV.
I just feel genuinely that there's no other possible way to run uh, a company with integrity if you have set up the incentives in the wrong way. And that's why we'll, we will never have any kinds of fees. And the, the, the big upside, which we also have, is through the structure of having the NFT being the access uh, to our server and to our investments, and the NFT being extremely cheap compared to some of the other options you have on the market. If you look at DCI, for example, I think the, 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 the price which you have to pay is like one ETH to get access, and then that one ETH is gone. That's just something which you pay once and then you have access, but there, there's no NFT which you get in return. And then you have a plethora of other launch pads where you either have to buy a, a ton of tokens or you have to buy super expensive NFTs, 5 ETH, 10 ETH to even get access. And then they still operate the fees. So you pay and then you still have the fees on top of that. And in our case, you pay for the NFT. And if you look at the investors of the uh, phase one mint, excuse me, if you look at the uh, minters in phase one, then you will see they paid 315 USDC for the NFT. The NFT today is trading at around one ETH. So they already have a, at least a three X just from minting. But then off to on top of that, those guys who actually use the NFT to participate in our investments, they, have, they never had to pay any fee on any of the investments which you have arranged, which means if someone has invested $3,000, they saved at least $300 in fees. So they already break, broke even just by having the NFT and using its utility. And to me, that's just the most rewarding thing is where the, the structure holds us always accountable and keeps us honest. But the structure also rewards our investors because they save so much money from participating in our deals versus participating in the same deal somewhere else where it's just a complete no-brainer that whenever you have the option to ever participate in anything, then you would always come to us because we do it with integrity and we do it without any fees. So financially speaking and logically speaking, there's just nothing which could ever compare to VVV. And the reason why I'm extremely confident and that no one will ever copy what we do is that it's extremely, extremely painful. It takes an immense amount of work. It takes an immense amount of risk. And it's super difficult to build this. I've spent all the money which I made from the, well, all the money which I made before I, I launched VVV, all the money which I made from the phase one mint, all of the money has been spent on building BBB. So for you to be able to invest for free, we spend money. And that's something which no one who, who is in the, in the right set of mind is ever going to do that. So I don't see any competition coming up anytime soon. And the main reason, obviously the intentions are the, the, the main reason, but the main financial reason why this makes sense to me personally is because of the blockchain fund, which is going to be the second milestone for the VVV brand. And that's going to be launched in Q1 2023, i.e. next year. And the amazing part is that the VC brand, which you have today because of how we do business and how we integrate with our partners, it's already very successful. Of course, we are just maybe at 10% performance of where we can actually be. 
but it's already very successful. And we have access to super high quality deals. And we also almost always have the option to invest way more than what we can actually currently invest in terms of how many people we have and in terms of how much capital we want to reasonably deploy with retail investors. Because we, as a team for arranging those deals, we also have a responsibility to keep anyone who's not an expert from investing too much. If someone falls in love with a specific investment, and I know a lot of people have fallen in love with Orki, for example, we still want to make sure that no one puts a, you know, takes out a mortgage and puts in all their money into one single project. We still have, you know, we have the right incentives, but we still also have a responsibility for our members. So we, we act very responsibly as well. So now we have the VC brand, which is super successful, which has access to the best deals on the planet, which also is not fulfilling the entire potential in terms of how much capital we deploy. And that's where the blockchain fund comes into play. The blockchain fund is going to be uh, a, crypt a crypto fund with between 100 million to $300 million in raised capital, which is then going to be deployed. And that money is going to become, uh, that money is going to come mainly from institutional investors and high net worth individuals. And the big upside which we now have is if we have, let's say, let's just pick $100 million. If you have $100 million on the sidelines and we have the VVVVC brand, which is arranging all those deals and which is having access to very big tickets, then instead of investing 500K, for example, like we do now in some of our investments, we now can invest $1.5 million, maybe $2 million in each single investment because we can just fill up the gap with the capital from the blockchain fund. And what that allows us to do is to be a more serious and more active investor because right now we invest, like relatively speaking, compared to the other um, big VC brands out there, we invest relatively little capital per each single investment. And that means that our spot at the cap table is rather small and a small seat also means that you have like little influence on where the project is going. You, you cannot really advise them too much because you simply don't have the same stake in the project as some of the others. And by having a bigger stake, you're going to have more influence. And by having a bigger stake, the other VC brands are also going to take you more seriously. And by having more capital to deploy, you can also take on more risk, especially if it's institutional investors who are used to average returns of regular funds of 8 to 10%, or if they're used to regular returns of crypto hedge funds of 30% to 100%, they don't expect a 10x or 100x. They would be super happy with a 3x or 5x that would already outperform all the other funds out there. So the expectations on their side are, are much lower, which then also means that you can go out there and you can lead rounds and you can actually have way more influence with the money you have. And the beautiful thing is, which we have now, is that the Research Institute is such a powerful force where it would be much easier for us to do a lot more volume, but do it in, in the right way, meaning spend more money on the researcher's salary, for example, increase our team, increase the volume of the deals which we look at, 
and then also maybe investing to something very early, even before the community gets access to it, but just leading the round of an investment and then actively helping that project to get into the next stages. And then once they are at the next stage, then maybe opening it up to the VC brand and to the community members. So just by having more capital, you're going to have a lot more options in how you structure those individual deals. And another big thing is that the blockchain fund is not going to run without fees. So the blockchain fund is going to charge fees to the institutional investors. And in that sphere, it's reasonable and it's acceptable. And the reason why, why it's okay in that case is that the VC brand which you have, which is operating without the fees, that's the entity which is providing the entire deal flow so we are still going to invest into the very same deals. So there, there's, no, there's no risk of when we charge fees to the, to the institutional investors that it would have any negative influence. It's still going to be the exact same deals and the exact same due diligence and the exact same reasonable um, accountability. And it's also going to free up the necessary financial resources by doing it this way to really elevate the VVV brand as a whole, because, you know, to, to give an idea of how the fees work in, in hedge funds is that you have a 220 fee, which means on the deployed capital, you have a 2% fee, meaning on $100 million, you now make $2 million in fees upfront. But the kicker is that on your returns, which you generate for your stakeholders, you have a 20% fee, which means, let's just assume you have $100 million, you, have a, you, you generate a 100% return, meaning a 2x return, which is the average on, on, on uh, crypto hedge funds. Uh, I think the average of 2020, uh, one of the, the most recent years. Now you have $100 million, which you generated in profits, and you have 20% fee on the $100 million, which means you have now $20 million, in income, in profits for your fund. And obviously, that's a lot of capital which you then can use to build out even more of your infrastructure. You can use it to build out the VVV Academy, for example, the Research Institute, and you can pretty much deploy it to expand the community in the best possible way. And you can also use it to cover the overhead and so on. So the, the, the revenue structure at the moment is that we have the upcoming phase three mint, and that's going to provide sufficient runway probably for uh, six to 12 months, maybe uh, conservatively speaking, for VVV as it stands today. And then we have planned to take off of the blockchain fund in Q1 2023. And let's just assume things take always longer than expected. Let's just assume we have to like delay the start or whatever. I always want to be sure that we also take into account if things go wrong or if things get delayed, we still have more than enough runway to deal with any delays. And that's the, the only way to actually do it because you never want to get into like situations where you have financial pressure and you have to rush decisions and you have to make the wrong decisions. And it's super important to always stay in a, in a, you always have to be in a scenario where you're not pressured by your financials to make decisions too soon or to make the wrong decisions. And 
are saving the phase three mint at a reasonable price. I think that's going to be extremely helpful for the VVV brand as a whole. It's going to give us more resources to, and also depending on how it goes, depending on how, how many people are going to end up minting. Um, if we make, if we, we don't need a lot of money to keep going. So that's already, uh, you know, that's pretty much already done, right? So to just keep running whatever money we, we make, that's already sufficient. But if the mint goes very well, then many of the things which you have planned for somewhere out in the future, we can now do earlier. So I still work very closely with Dark Knight and with Dark Knight Labs to make the most of the phase three mint, because I also think it's our responsibility to spread the word of VVV and to make sure that as many people as possible know of us and get involved because they're simply and everyone can like do their utmost due diligence on VVV. It's just, there's simply no other better option out there. It's even just by definition, even if we had a completely different team, just by not having the fees, you're already most likely a better option because you have the incentive set up in the right place. But now you also have an incredible team and you have everyone working in harmony and you have a super healthy dynamic and you have the focus always being 100% on productivity where we, we are just unbeatable. There's, in my eyes, there's no competition out there, not even close. All the, the things which we arrange and all the feedback which we get from our stakeholders, from our guests in the AMAs, there's just nothing which comes even close. And I'm extremely proud. I'm, I'm super, super happy with what we have built in the past couple of months. And I also have to give credit, especially to the extended team members and to the core team. We have Andrea and Chen running our social media, meaning Twitter. They really do an absolutely incredible job. We also have Andrea who has created the entire website, which looks absolutely incredible. We have Andrew who is working day and night on our dashboard and is doing everything in his power to get all the different things, which some of them I have requested more or less last minute. Uh, he's working night and day to, to get those done. And Andrea's working very hard on it to, to make it look as beautiful as the website. And we have Andy, Farsan, Chess, Chessy, and Michael working in the Research Institute. And they are also working incredibly hard and ex extremely diligent in only finding the absolute best deals for the community. And what's, to me, what's the most rewarding thing is that you can really tell that these guys are extremely passionate about finding the right investments, not because they want to make money, but they actually want to find what's best in the space. And that's always going to lead to the best results. If someone is in charge, who has a lot of passion for what they do, by definition, you're going to be in, in good hands because that person is not going to be corrupted by any financial incentives. They, they will always do the right thing and always look for the right things. And we also have uh, Leon, who is very, very actively working on a million different things. He's also the one uploading the Alpha Hour and AMAs afterwards to Spotify. He has arranged um, the intro and he's really doing an incredible job and he's, he has been extremely helpful. And you guys might have seen that I had some reserves of a couple of allocations left and I decided to give them no, to, to give the allocation spots to the 
to certain high value community members and Leon and let me just double check. So Leon, Cell and Flaming K have already worked through this and they have already picked 46 members who will now get access to investments which they previously missed. So they, and we took into account like all the different leaderboards which we have. Um, and this is, we have an investment leaderboard where we rank the members who invested the most with us. We have the academy leaderboard where we rank the members by the quality and quantity of the homework which they have submitted. And we also have the AMA leaderboard which is a secret leaderboard um, where we keep track of who is asking the best questions. So now we have those three different leaderboards, which are 100% merit-based. And based on those leaderboards, we have now picked 46 people. And you guys will be pinged in general chat and in the shark channel and whale channel. And then you guys will have the opportunity to put in money into a few of the super high demand investments which we have arranged in the past where I kept some reserves for whatever reason um, because I didn't really know what we might want to use them for in the future and luckily we still have them and we're going to give them now away to our most valuable members and this is something which I want to keep doing I think continuously rewarding the highest value add members that's something which is a must and it's, it's something which is not always easy to do because there's always so much going on, but you always can be sure that we will never forget about the high value members. And th there's, more, there's more coming for our top holders and um, our strongest supporters. There, there's some, a couple of things which I'm working on. So it, it, always, it, it really just always takes patience. I mean, you guys have seen me execute and deliver. And I think by now it should be very obvious that there's, there's nothing ever being ignored. When someone is performing well and someone is adding value, um, you guys are always being taken care of. And if you ever feel like you are providing a lot of value, but you're not getting rewarded, then you can always go into our court channel and you can always state your case. And then the community will share the opinion and then you will either get something out of it or you will learn and you will grow from it. So it's always a good, it's always a good decision to you know, go into that. And I think it's also a really important exercise to stand up for yourself and to demand that you actually get what you deserve because that's something which, are, which you're not getting taught in school or in business. And especially in business, if you are just a, a silent employee, um, you're not going to get that pay raise. You're not going to get into a better position. You're not going to be able to climb the corporate ladder. So the sooner you get used to demanding or asking for the things which you think you deserve, the better. And I also want to give a round of applause for Marcel, Mario, Robin, Sal, Toby, and Carol for engaging with our community you guys have really done a, a tremendous job in making the new guys feel welcomed, engaging with them, and just making the general chat really feel like, like home. And 
we also do this while maintaining a very professional posture, which to me is very important in the space. There's, there's too many low quality Discord servers out there. And it's very important to have the right people in place, to have the right culture. And if some, someone joins the server, they will immediately see that we use a certain layout for the nicknames. Most people have the real first name as a nickname and then the handle. And to me, that's just a hundred times more personal than the other servers out there. We don't allow gifts. Um, it's just things which make sure that the, the conversations have substance and it's not just GM, GN, and it's just complete nonsense. And of course, I have to give credit to Dark Knight for being so incredibly strategic with all, all his decisions which he has made so far. He, has, he also has shown how much of a, a good guy he is. He also has an incredible, incredible amount of integrity and he, he genuinely... And this is, to me, this was surprising, but he genuinely cares about VVV and how we do it. And you can rest assured, me brainstorming with him and us contemplating, um, you know, things like the shark whitelist or things like whitelisting other communities or deciding the mint quantity per whitelist spot. Like all of those decisions, we, we literally spend days going back and forth, going through the pros and cons and what does the VVV brand need? What does the community need? What's the best decision for what we do as a whole? We do not just look at single things and then decide randomly what to do. Like everything is very, very thorough. And we, we really take into account every single thing which you could possibly, possibly imagine. Like there's, we live and breathe VVV. So even if you guys see something which you don't, don't like, you, know, you can always feel free to, to, to raise critique. But you can also always have faith in what we do because we are genuinely only interested in doing what's the best thing for the brand. So even if you might, and you know, you might be obviously limited with the information which you give out, right? But please always be, be sure that we do everything always in the right way. And if you look back and if you look at all the single decisions which we have made, like everything has always played into the, the hands of the community. And that's just going to to be continued. We have the airdrop upcoming, we have the shark mint upcoming, and we have the shark trade upcoming. All of these are going to be events where we shift a lot of the value to the community. And I think you guys are going to, to really enjoy what we have planned. And also a big out, shout out to Helena. She has been working relentlessly in making our members feel welcomed. And she might not be as visible, because she's working with the tickets where if you need help and you create a support ticket, then Helena is going to work with you and is going to help you with whatever you need. And she's super, super busy. She's getting DMs left, right and center. She is overwhelmed with support tickets to make sure that she is providing all the information to all the single members. But she's also extremely, extremely helpful, extremely active and immense value at the VVV. And overall, we are just blessed by, by having one of the strongest teams out there. And we also have Blue Returns, who has been an absolute blessing for each single AMA which we had, because he um, does a tremendous job in assembling all the questions by the community and providing them to me with the proper grammar, with the, the proper layout, the proper order, and I can then sound smart during the AMAs without thinking much by just reading out the questions. And with that being said, 
I would like to now hand it over to Christian for a brief introduction of the VVV Academy. And then afterwards, we will jump into the um, lesson with Steve Ballmer. So, give you one moment. Okay, Christian, I sent you an invite. I wasn't able to confirm your... Okay, it didn't work. Okay, guys, give us one minute. Oh, there he is. Yes, perfect. And guys, um, please, if you haven't done so, please leave a quick retweet and the like. Spread the word of BVB. And with that being said, Christian, I'm more than happy to let you talk now. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, every time I, I get to hear about the, the vision and the plan, it, it gets me re-excited. So it's, uh, you'd, think, you'd think the uh, the newness would have worn off by now, but uh, every time I, I get to listen, it, it uh, gets me newly fired up. So I, I'm excited to, again, hear about the, the big vision for, for VVV and, and where we've come from and where we're going and um, it's, it's just so, uh, inspiring. So I, um, I want to, uh, say that, uh, you know, my involvement in VVV has been a huge, uh, change in my life, um, and has made a huge difference in the way that I see myself, I see the people around me, um, and the way that I really see the world. And so much of that has come from, the lessons that uh, are in the academy that um, Sean has curated. And then uh, I, along with uh, Leon and Rai Guy, uh, help to mentor students through. Um, those of you who are part of VVV, I know, um, know about the academy, and that's what we're going to talk about in a little bit is one of the lessons uh, that you will uh, encounter as as part of the homework there. For those of you who are new to VVV, welcome. We are excited to have you. And uh, one of my favorite parts about being in VVV is getting to interact with folks, uh, uh, both just in the chat in general, but also in light of the lessons that we've been provided um, by Sean uh, with so many different luminaries, uh, and uh, great men and uh, just folks who are known for excellence and big uh, paradigm shifts in, in their uh, fields of study or fields of action, really. And so for those of you who haven't uh, had a chance to take part in the Academy, um, we, uh, we have a list of uh, eight lessons right now, or nine, let me see, what's it up to, eight, um, and each of them is uh, a different uh, major figure uh, and points out different aspects of life or leadership or um, energy or mindset, psychology uh, that are needed uh, for personal growth and for you to be the best person you can be um, to contribute to your own life and also to, to VVV uh, in ways that you might not have thought about before. 
and also to uh, grow out of the mindset that uh, so many of us find ourselves in that we've been put in by either society or by early trauma or um, by things that we were uh, told by our parents that keep us trapped uh, into, for lack of a better term, sort of the employee mindset, the, the idea that we can't be great, that we can't have dreams and visions that are um, 10 times what we would have imagined and uh, that we're kind of stuck wherever we are and we can't build on that. Um, me uh, personally, uh, you can read mine and uh, other folks' testimonials in the uh, testimonial channel that's underneath the lessons uh, to talk about the ways in which it, it really has changed not just my mindset, but the way that I, I interact with the world, interact with my family, um, interact with those who I work with and those who I lead at uh, my day job. And it really has made a, a fundamental change, um, not just in, in how I interact, but in the results uh, that I've seen uh, in my own life. Um, and so much of that, I know sometimes people think, well, we're really just talking about how to think about things, but how you think is how you act and how you act is, is how you think. I think uh, uh, Sean shared uh, either last week or the week before, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, and so the, the Academy is, is more than just something that is intended to be something to just read and view passively and then answer a few questions. That's not what we're looking for and it's not what will benefit you the most. Um, and it's not what benefited me the most. The, the ideal is that you really look at the people that you're either hearing from or reading about in these academy lessons, and you take it to heart and you say, how could I be like that? They achieved, how did they achieve that? Um, they broke through uh, horrible uh, situations or, or through challenges or through traumas or um, they did something in a way that no one else thought of. What can I take from them to, to be better, to be stronger, to grow as an individual? Um, and uh, we're about to get into this as, um, as the, the Balmer homework, and we talked about this a little bit um, before when, when we talked about Walt Disney and some of the other folks. This is not to say that Every person that you, you read in the academy, all of these people, they're human. And so they will have um, character traits that you may say, well, I don't want to emulate that. That's not the thing to focus on. It's, it's something to note. And it's certainly great to identify how you want to be different. The key, though, is looking at the successes they made and what put them uh, in in a place to where they could succeed despite great odds um, and and really try to take at least one or two concrete steps from each lesson that allow you to incorporate those changes into your own life and and try to make it real and that that's really for me where the rubber meets the road with the with the academy is it, it really leads to uh, fundamental change in how you interact with the world and, and how you see it. Um, 
So I, I didn't know, uh, Sean, if you wanted to offer any other words about the Academy and what kind of made you form the Academy and, and why it's, it's important to you that we have that as part of VVV. Cause I think it's a real fundamental difference between us and, and several other communities. So I'm going to give you the fun and simple reason. And that's simply, I don't want to be surrounded by idiots. So the Academy is the best way possible to make sure that people start opening their minds and the shark test, for example, is a great, great way of curating the right people for the right channels. And both aspects have a lot deeper meaning and impact than, in, than you could possibly imagine, especially the shark test 2.0. Of course, I agree with that, the fact that it's not like merit-based per se, but giving out uh, a good amount of the whitelist spots and the shark whitelist spots based on personality and based on belief systems and based on worldviews that's almost more important than having active members to begin with because if you have a if you have active active members in a server which all disagree and they all have different worldviews and they only start to fight and then you have a very hostile and toxic culture in the server then that's not going to help anything but if you curate the right people and if you curate the right mindset amongst the community, then those guys will get active anyways, even if they haven't been active yet. But if they are surrounded by people who are like them and who share the same worldview, then it's just natural to get involved with each other. And it's just going to be natural to add a lot more value to the culture which you already have. That's why the Shark Test 2.0 is so important and why it's used to... Um, draw in more people of a certain breed and now we have the academy and like i said it's it's made to make sure that the community stays on their toes and that the community realizes that the money is not going to help you at all like and that's so important to to say and no one talks about this you will never hear this in school you will never hear this at work and you will never hear this in the crypto space as a whole, because everything is just rotating around the money and the returns and the hundred X's. But it literally makes no difference how much money you make if you don't get your mind right. And the very first step has to be that you get your head screwed on straight and that you get exposed to the right materials, which, which then lead to the right mindset, which then also breaks you loose from the chains and from the framework which has put onto you by society. And in my opinion, the best possible dynamic is to provide, um, to provide access to something where if you have excess capital, if you have the means to invest, then that's the best place possible. But that has to go hand in hand with the information necessary to then also tell you what to do with the money and how to hold on to the money, how to multiply the money and not just get the returns and then a year later end up being broke again because that's not going to be enjoyable for you. It's actually going to make your life more miserable than if you had never made the money in the first place. 
And now you might say, oh, I'm different. I'm not going to lose the money. If I make a million dollars now, I'm going to be rich forever. Yeah, the, you know, statistics look different. Uh, 70 or 80% of all the lottery winners, they go broke at least after five years. And that's regardless of them winning a million dollars or $50 million. And, you know, you're probably not going to walk away with $50 million after those investments. So I would, you know, be very, very um, careful with the assumption of being able to just hold on to the money if you have never been able to actually make the money. So, and this comes from my personal experience. I've been very poor and I've made a lot of money and I only made the money once I got my mind right. And it sounds, if you don't have money, that's, that's the worst thing to, to hear because you just want to have like action steps of how to get the money. But it, it, it literally, and as esoteric as it sounds, it literally starts in your head. And once you get your mind right, the money is going to follow. And that's pretty much what the academy is for. It's going to prepare you to actually deal with the money which you're going to get. And it's also going to help you with your position as an employee or with your, even with your personal relationships, it's really going to alter your perspective of the world in a very, very positive way. And it's, it's going to allow you to break loose of the thought patterns, which you have been taught by your parents, society, the educational system, your employer. It's, it's really, really mandatory. If you want, if you want to have a happy life, if you want to have a fulfilled life, it's mandatory to, to get into the right mindset. And you don't have to, when, when you go through some of the lessons in the academy, you don't have to become the next Walt Disney or the next Steve Jobs or Elon Musk. It, it, it's, you don't have to have those ambitions. But whatever you want out of your life, you, know, you probably want to live the best life for you, right? And you're not going to end up with the best life just by sheer coincidence or by living in ignorance or um, in compliance with whatever someone told you. So it really, no matter what you want out of your life, it always comes down to getting into the right state of mind and then making the most of it. And the, the, the reality is that most people have been taught to lose any ambitions they have been born with. And the, the academy is pretty much there to rekindle that spirit and to make sure that you are going to live your best life. Yeah, and I, I saw a question um, in the chat that really goes along with this and kind of leads into the lesson we're about to discuss with Steve Ballmer. And I'll give a little bit of a, a summary because um, I know we did last time, but but for those of you who are, are new about what that lesson is about. But um, Tom H. asked, you know, he says he shares excitement for VVV, but he's also been through the ringer a couple times with um, with other projects. And what is it that reassures me um, that this is the right call, that VVV is the right call without becoming um, blind with, with confirmation bias? Now, I, I think that's an excellent question, and it really gets to everything that Sean was just talking about. Um, for me personally, uh, the fact that you have a community that is more interested in how you're going to grow as a person and than the money that 
certainly the money that they're receiving because they're getting none of your money. <laughs> they're not charging you any fees, but, but also just the mindset of, I want to be around great people. I want to raise people up along with me and I want them to benefit. Um, that to me is the heart of, of why that really sold my heart on VVV that this is not just about money. This is about making people better. And I, I think as far as the head, right? Like what, what keeps my intellect, um, you know, pointed towards VVV being, you know, bar none, the, the, the best option out there is really besides being able to engage in the Academy every day with, with students, which just keeps me excited and on fire constantly. <laughs> I just love it. I learn every day. Um, but is VVV keeps delivering this. This is not something where so many crypto projects, it's like, well, way, way, way in the future, two years, three years, four years, one day you're going to see the value. One day you're going to, once we can grow, and if you just give us enough money, and if you just buy enough of our NFTs, one day we will be in a position to really benefit you. Just wait, just hold, it's going to be great. That is not what VVV has been from its very inception, and it has just gotten exponentially better every week, every month that I've, I've been part of this community, which is, is not something um, that I think so many of us can agree that you see in the vast majority of, of crypto or, or, or other industry projects. You either see very little at the beginning and you just have to believe everything is going to be okay, or you see a heck of a lot of hype and then suddenly the CEO stops talking on any of the major channels. You, you know, the, everything from the team is crickets. There's nothing new coming out. Uh, I think, you know, with, with the most recent news and, and everything that's happening, we just see a snowball effect of, I wouldn't say even slow sustainable growth. I'd say rapid growth that is obviously very sustainable. So, um, but, but like Sean said, it all comes down to, to mindset and that, that really is what feeds me and, and keeps me knowing that, um, that I'm in the right place and that this is a, a great place to, to grow along with others first personally, and then secondarily. Sure. Yeah. Financially. Um, so, uh, I want to step into the lesson now. So Steve Ballmer, um, the lesson by Steve Ballmer, uh, it, for those of you who've seen it, you know, it's a, a lecture that Steve Ballmer was giving about mindset, about what you need to do both actively and mentally to be your best self. Um, and a lot of the, the real keys that he talks about are um, around energy and, and the need to uh, constantly uh, be uh uh, working and he talks about a hardcore mindset uh, getting in the gym the idea of uh, breaking through uh, barriers breaking through plateaus um, and uh, being uh, not being stoppable uh, by the usual uh, challenges or or traumas that life can throw your way and and the thing that we talked about last week uh pretty much at length was this idea of what an alpha was. Uh, and we clarify that 
an alpha is not either male or female and is not what is uh, traditionally kind of thrown out there as the the pejorative you know that this is you know about some sort of uh toxic mindset of of bullies and and those who who pick on others but it's really about choosing each day to be the leader of your own life um and to take charge when uh, you hit a challenge to uh, to rise above um, the noise and and the mindset that has been uh, put before you by society or um, or by those who would hold you down and saying no I'm I'm going to to step forward um, and by the way one, Christian so, yeah because some, someone might say okay but well I'm not a leader but if you have a family someone has to lead the family and who, who is going to do that is it going to be a wife is it going to be a children i mean someone has to do the things which need to be done and someone has to tell the family where things are going and someone has to be the the rock in that family and if you are a man then it's your duty to be that person and even if you don't want to be a leader in business in some area of your life you have to lead and the same thing if you're a woman you know i, I think that the gender roles in a relationship on a family uh, to me are pretty obvious but also as a woman you also have areas in which you need to lead i, I think uh, a woman has to lead the relationship spiritually and has to also be strong in certain areas so being a leader goes way beyond just running a company or running whatever it, it's really you cannot get around leading in some areas of your life and if you have like an um, defensive stance towards leading, it, it's not going to work out well for you. And you, you see this all of the time. Like people are not even in control of the food which they put into their mouth. Like you can't even lead your own life. I mean, what, what sort of an existence do you want to leave? It, it just doesn't make any sense. You, you really have to get your head screwed on straight and actually get, you know, get some crit and get in control of your own life. And then you will see if, if you read some of the testimonials, like people actually made some really massive changes in their lives for the better. And that only comes, not only, but you know, a lot of that comes from listening to people who had a tremendous impact on the planet as a whole. And before we go farther with the, the topic of Steve Ballmer, Steve Ballmer has a net worth of 74 billion with a B, 74 billion dollars. So why would you not want to study that guy? If he, he has a lecture, I think it's a, the, the video which we study is at Harvard. If he goes to Harvard and he tells everyone how to do it and we are lucky enough that that footage is public, we now can learn from someone who has so much money and so much success and you're sitting in university and you pay 100K, 200K to listen to someone who has never made more than $40,000 in their life, who drives a terrible car, who doesn't have a happy family. Why on earth do you spend hours and hours and days and years to listen to that person and then don't take the initiative to listen to a 20-minute YouTube video of someone who has had infinitely more success than most other people on the planet and actually taking it seriously enough to actually listen and act according to what you hear. 
And that, that's where the academy like slightly forces you through the questions to listen in a different way than just watching the video. The, the questions like really force you to think about certain aspects more and just by being in a position where you have to actively think and answer something, you're also going to evolve more of the changes within you. Because if you, if you don't know what you're looking for, then you know, you're just watching the video and then you're just going to walk away without having extracted any value. But if you look at it with a little bit more focus and with some guidance, you're going to get exponentially more out of each single lesson than you would get on your own. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And it's, it's something that um, I shared last time a little bit about my, my personal uh, experience with the Academy is that there are some of these uh, that I had watched pieces of or had seen certainly some of the same people and had not really intuited or, or taken any concrete steps away from for my life uh, until uh, until the academy it really was you you're you're watching it and you're kind of seeing it passively and you're saying oh cool, that's a great person and i think that's an an excellent way to to phrase it too that that i hadn't thought about is that well you spend hours and hours and hours studying things that are not even going to help you directly in your life as if they would right uh writing papers on it and things and then here are the people who can say here's how you can get out of this rut. Here's how you can become a leader um, in your life. And, and then you sort of watch it passively and go, well, that that's a great person. I'm glad I watched that uh, without saying, well, wait, I, I can do some of that too. Um, and I, and I want to get to um, what you said, Sean, because that really leads perfectly into the, the first next question for Steve Ballmer, because we talked about what an alpha was last time, but, this idea that, and, and we got to it a little bit about VVV, that VVV stands out from other projects because of that mindset, because of the vision of being different um, and being better and, and rising above what is the typical pattern. Um, and so much of the Academy is getting outside of the, the mindset of the culture and the things that, that keep us stuck. Um, one of the, the things that you've talked about before and that really resonated with me during the Steve Ballmer homework was this idea, especially around the conversations about what an alpha is and how people take that question, is what it is that culture is telling us about who we should be or how we should seek success. And, and you've gotten to this uh, in some of your, your other answers, but I haven't gotten to really ask you in detail your perspective on, on this, is that our, our culture seems to center around these images of what men and women, modern men and women should, should be. Or if you want to succeed, this is what it looks like. And as, as the parent of both a boy and a girl, I see that if you're looking at the way that males are portrayed in modern uh, media, in modern movies, um, you, you're really stuck with, you know, if, if you have a man who is strong, if you have someone who is, you know, what, what you would traditionally call macho or um, is take charge, they're usually the bad guy. 
<laughs> they're usually going to be demonized. And the person who succeeds as a male in modern movies is often sort of the, the loner, the outsider, the, the person who seems weak, but then, you know, at the last minute, uh, kind of there's, there's something magical that happens and they're able to win. I would say a lot of folks I've seen on the, on the female side of the table have said, oh, well, movies now are much more positive towards feminine heroes. I actually have, actually, have seen a pattern where, so if you look at some of the remakes that Disney has done to, to hearken to Walt Disney, they've shown women who are born with or have something happen to them either as a consequence of being a woman or just as, as sort of a random happening that makes them more powerful than any man in, in the movie. And so I, I feel like my children are on either side are getting the wrong message. My son is getting the message that don't be strong because that makes you a bully and that makes you the bad guy. And my daughter is getting the message that, well, you're just great because of you. You don't have to work. You don't have to struggle through things. You know, you, you will, you will achieve just because. And so I, I was interested to, to hear more about your perspective on this. Cause I know you've shared a little bit about the trap, the mental traps that uh, culture puts men in and women in. And, and I wanted to hear kind of what, what traps you think they are and how we can best kind of climb out of, of those mindsets to, you know, to, to succeed both as men and women. Yeah. I would be honest. I can't answer the, the question in, in its full sphere because, you know, I, I'm working on setting up my, my personal brand to talk about these topics in more detail. And the reason why I don't, I'm going to, to cover it uh, briefly, but I, I can't do it in, in depth simply because getting to politics is not going to be tremendously beneficial for the VVV brand. And I still think it's incredibly important, but I think it's better to be done under my personal brand where if someone disagrees on certain viewpoints, then they disagree with me and they don't disagree with the brand as a whole. And I think for, for the sake of protecting the brand um, and our relationships with our business partners, it's probably better to, to not go too deep into that topic yet. But I, I certainly want to cover this in a very uncensored way. Um, and we're also lucky that Elon Musk bought Twitter because, uh, you know, some of those conversations you can't even have anymore without being canceled and without getting to trouble with uh, certain factions of society. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm struggling to answer this in a way which is not going to like go right super deep into um, the entire structure. I think that society has grown so comfortable that there's no actual problems anymore perceived by the population to solve. And if you don't have any big problems which you're facing as a collective, you're now making problems out of things which have not been problems before. And you're also just going to 
create drama and issues out of nothing just for the sake of having something to do because everything you just told us about the movies for example and you know certain um, perceptions which are being projected by the creators uh, by Hollywood all of this just escapism for people's miserable lives because they have you know you have food you have shelter and there's not that much which you're lacking in your life so it, it can get boring pretty quickly and if you don't have any guidance if you don't have any passion if there's nothing which you're like genuinely interested in doing and if you only have a nine-to-five job which doesn't make you happy and if you're not working towards a grander goal then you're going to potentially border on something which is called depression and you're going to struggle with certain things and then what's the thing which helps you to cope with that that's going to watch a movie which is going to tell you everything is going to be okay you don't have to work on yourself you can just be the outsider the weak guy everything is going to be okay it's going to be magic and somehow you're going to get the girl you're going to become successful and you're going to achieve all your goals without actually going through pain and without actually growing into a man of substance and the same thing for women where they get told um you know obviously subconsciously there's not like uh, openly um um, told to people but you know you, you get told that you you are like inherently strong and you can be just as strong as a man and everyone has to be equal everything has to be equal and everything is the man's fault and i mean a lot of the things are just uh, let, let, let me rephrase like 99 percent of the things are just complete garbage and it's very very unhealthy for any for any family structure for the, the, the fabric of society as a whole and I'm super, super critical uh, of everything that's going on at the moment. And I have very little hope that things are going into the right direction. And um, I want VVV to be a safe haven for content like this. And, you know, some of that we, we have to uh, shift into my personal brand just for the sake of not, you know, offending anyone with, with the, the brand as a whole. But things like freedom and things like ambition that these are things which you can uh, teach in the academy without offending anyone because these are things which are just like uh, universally applicable and which are not touching on the topic of, of politics it's really just something which is going on internally and which internally is going to make you a, a better person and i also there's also no discrimination going on in, in terms of woman or, or man um, you know I, I think very highly of, of both genders and i also think very poorly of the majority of both, of of uh, people of both genders so i think most men are weak and i also think most women are in the wrong state of mind i think there's a uh, heavy distortion of minds just in general across the entire population and it's it's um, very difficult to break out of that unless you are lucky enough to be in an environment where you are surrounded with people who think differently and that environment can be digital it can be a community where thing where people think differently and talk about topics differently and it can also be in real life curating your your friends and your your relationships in a very careful manner but it's much more difficult to do you, you really you probably will not be able to do that unless you also change your geographical location 
and move to a different place where people think differently because most of the Western world is just falling apart and uh, family values and um, values of humanity as a whole are all being changed and morphed and distorted where you, you don't even know like what to believe anymore even the, the most like common sense things you, you can't even like trust anymore you, you have to be careful like how you address a certain person because they might identify something else i mean it's it's really really getting out of hand and um yeah that's as much as i want to say right now <laughs> no that's that's fine and uh i i'm I, I, like I said, I, I have both, um, son, uh, a son and daughters. And so my, my goal, and I know, um, yours too, Sean, is that both men and women, um, benefit, uh, from what VVV has to offer. And really my, my biggest, uh, hope is for both my, my boy and my girls to be strong, to be alpha, to know their own self-worth, to have, their strong core values and but to realize that to be strong takes work and that um, there is nothing inherently um, that that their inherent worth is is there but in order to succeed they will have they will face uh, trouble and they will face challenges and just like Steve Ballmer said, it requires having the right mindset, um, and I and I uh, I would echo that uh, I don't feel like uh, culturally the things that we're seeing in in some of the popular culture really echoes some of those lessons, and I, I think we see that in in the crypto space too that we're not um, we often get lost in the mindset just like you talked about before of money before before mindset right it's it's get rich quick and all I have to do is bet on, <laughs> excuse me, bet on the right horse. And, and then once it wins, instead of thinking, how did successful people get there? How did they stay there? Um, and one of the things that Steve Ballmer really talks about a lot is this hardcore mindset, the, this need to constantly be working on oneself. And I, I want to tie that to something else that was a question in this particular lesson, which was a question of how energetic Steve Ballmer was, and then how energetic um, the the reader is or uh, or the the student, because I I think passively at least before I really came by this lesson, I've always thought of myself as someone who had a, a good bit of of energy. Um, I don't know that I would say as much as Steve Ballmer has, his, his seems, uh, uh, infinite, but, um, but it's always been something that has been characterized to get back to sort of the, the difference between the mindset of the culture and, and the mindset that, uh, we try to inspire in VVV that energy is just something you're either born with or you're not, um, or, uh, that hardcore, mindset, oh, that person just tends to be that way versus, well, I just, I'm not temperamentally that way. And something that I really took from this lesson is how much we can do to change our own mindset to 
become more hardcore and to work on our energy. Um, and I, and I really think of energy as, as the fuel for the work that needs to be done, uh, to, to better ourselves and to better the world around us and to reach our dreams. What would you say are steps that you see often people don't take or don't realize they should be taking to be more energetic in life? And, and perhaps, um, this ties in with sort of the hardcore attitude of, of facing challenge, um, and, and working on, on yourself. What, what would you tell us about uh, being more hardcore or, or developing practices that, that uh, grow our energy? So I was one of the guys um, at then Pena's seminar who was asking one of his mentees that exact same question because it was one of the most successful mentees which he had. And he was super high energy. And I asked him, how he, you know, how is it possible that he has so much energy? And Dan Pena screamed at me, and, you know, told me it was an absolutely stupid question. And, you know, I'm less harsh than Dan Pena, obviously. So I, I'm more than happy to elaborate because I have changed a lot since then. And my energy levels are through the roof. And to me, the most important tool to there's a couple of variables which you have to fix first, but one of the most important tools for more energy is to very to start with curating what you allow yourself to say. And once you effectively do that, it will also impact how you think. And this is something which I said in the last half hour session, where if you have to censor what you say, it will also inhibit what you can actually think. And your thoughts and your words, those curate your reality. And to give you a very practical example, I do not, and I, I haven't, I actually don't even like saying it right now, but for the sake of, of the session, I'm going to say it, but I haven't allowed to, myself to say, I'm tired for a very long time. And because I've done it for such a long time, I'm, I barely can't even think, I barely can't even have the thought of I am tired. I literally, it's almost impossible for, for me to even think that I'm tired. And when, I, when the thought ever crosses my mind, I have uh, one affirmation, which is actively working against it. And I, I was uh, very blessed that one of my... Um, now friends has <laughs> blessed me with the affirmation, but he told me one of, one of his, and I, I stole it. One of his affirmations is, I have infinite energy. And if you cast that spell on yourself, where you actually convince yourself that you have infinite energy, you do not allow yourself to say that you're tired. And you don't, don't even allow yourself to think that you're tired. And if the thought crosses your mind, you just remind yourself, okay, I'm wrong. I actually have infinite energy. So it sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's true. Like your thoughts and what you say curate your reality. And since, I, since he told me and since I stole his affirmation, I literally sleep one hour less each single day. I now sleep seven hours per, per night. And normally um, I was always sleeping eight. So now I sleep one hour less. 
but it's not just that it's not just that i sleep on hours but my entire day is way more productive and i, I genuinely now have trouble sleeping because i i feel like i don't need to sleep anymore the sleep anymore so it, it's like all of my days are now super high energy i have infinite energy i can do anything i can do a thousand things i can be up until 2 a.m i get up at 9 a.m 9 a.m the next morning i'm completely fine and it's it's really incredible now the, the caveat to that is that it always obviously has limitations depending on your health and that means if you for example you know i always highly recommend to get a full blood panel done so go to the doctor get some blood drawn send it to the laboratory and get everything tested and for men that includes and you will have to specifically ask for that because no laboratory is just going to include that by default um, depending on which, which country you're in but go to a, your doctor get some blood work done and ask specifically for all the different testosterone levels like free testosterone and whatever the other levels are called. And also ask for the thyroid levels and ask for the status and all the different levels of your liver and your kidneys. Because if anything is wrong with those values and you shouldn't take those as an excuse to, to be tired and to, to be low energy, but if anything is wrong with those values, it's I highly, highly recommend to fix whatever's wrong and therefore eliminating other variables which might negatively impact how much energy you have and how, how driven you are. And then the next one is very obvious health reasons. If you are obese, then that's going to um, take away a, a lot of your energy. And the, by, by far the, the easiest fix for that issue. And I, I've only discovered this two weeks ago and I, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it's literally, it sounds, again, it doesn't sound that meaningful, but it's literally life-changing. Is And if you are skinny, if you're struggling to gain weight, then that, that's not the, the proper advice and don't follow what I'm saying. But anyone who is looking to either be shredded or someone who's obese and wants to lose weight, the best, easiest, most effective fix ever and the thing which is going to provide you with a tremendous amount of time and energy is don't eat breakfast don't eat lunch only eat dinner and be super strict don't eat anything until dinner and then for dinner and obviously this is going to depend on your personal preference for dinner what i eat is only meat i only have steak i have beef tartare i maybe have a few potatoes i maybe have an egg i don't eat vegetables i um, don't eat anything else to the steak, I eat about uh, 500 grams of meat. And I literally have never ever felt better before in my life. It, the, the first two days it was like a little bit difficult because you do get hungry, but then just drink one more coffee and you're good to go. And then afterwards you will see that you don't even feel hungry during the day and you don't get like any um, like jitters or anything which makes you feel like you know, you're, you're starving. Like it, it's completely fine. And the intermittent fasting is proven to be incredibly healthy. And I can really, really only speak very highly of doing it this way because there's, there's many, many benefits to this. Um, first of all, 
you do save a lot of money. You don't have to buy your breakfast. You don't have to buy your lunch. And the other um, thing is that you save a tremendous amount of time. You, you skip breakfast. So you get up and I never was a morning, morning person. I never, ever was a morning person for the past, um, you know, maybe 20 years. I, I always felt like slow and, you know, not really ready in the morning. I had to get breakfast and then that took time. And I never really got like actually started the day once I woke up. But now all I do is I get up, drink water, drink coffee, and I'm good to go. It literally takes me five minutes and I already have high energy when I get up and I'm ready to do anything. And I don't waste time with breakfast. I don't waste time with lunch. I can work. Uh, well, what I do is I get up, uh, I drink my coffee, go to the gym, and then I start working. And I start working until whatever time. Sometimes I work until 2 a.m. And um, I have my dinner anytime between 8 p.m., 10 p.m. And like it, it literally gives you like at minimum one or two extra hours each single day because you, you save the time of grocery shopping, preparing the meal, eating the meal, like all of that completely falls away. You literally save immense amount of time. And I also look the best I've ever looked. Uh, I've done a lot of bodybuilding in my past and I've, I've been through a variety of different meal plans and, and, and different tactics and strategies. I've ate five times a day and I, I've been on very, very strict diets and like literally nothing ever had as much impact as just like skipping everything, just eating meat and, and be happy. And I genuinely feel that the healthy, healthiest I've ever felt. And I'm, it's, it's just amazing. And if you, if you want to follow this, uh, if you get hungry throughout the day, uh, I recommend, you know, not drinking more than two coffees. Uh, I would go low on the, the uh, caffeine. But if you get hungry, uh, drink a smoothie, uh, but drink something with, without like fats in it. Just drink, you know, straight uh, smoothies just made out of fruit. That's going to be enough to, to raise some of your blood sugar levels and, you know, get you get you uh, your energy right. And fruit digests super fast. Um, fruit digests in like 30 minutes. So all those smoothies are also going to be not occupying your digestive tract, tract for long because the digestive tract also takes energy, right? And I also highly recommend to not eat a banana, but to just have a smoothie which has a banana in it because the, the process of eating is going to like, you know, get you hungry again. So just stick with liquids and don't overdo it because obviously the, the, the fruit sugar is, um, you know, also something to keep in mind. But um, it's, to me, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I'm, I'm, I'm super lucky and uh, appreciative that I actually found out, you know, if I would have imagined I would have spent another 10 years like living the exact same way, I, I can't even think back, to be honest, like just mind blowing difference. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing all that. I know we're hitting it right around an hour and a half. Um, do you want to uh, just start the next time with the next lesson or? Um... Um, well, if you have one more question, let, let, you, maybe, okay. because you, you touched on the topic of hardcore as well, right? Yes. And, yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't mind me making one more point um, absolutely around the, the topic of uh, being hardcore, I, I think, the, and this is something which I've discussed with many, many people in, in, in great length, 
and I have a very unique perspective on this. And eventually, like most people agree with me, like in, in most realms. And that's the illusion that you can have balance in your life. That's the worst thing which you could come up with. Like if you talk about the, the diet, for example, you know, someone is going to say, hey, you don't eat vegetables. You need to balance, da, da, da. You need uh, carbohydrates and so on. But life is extreme. So all of the decisions I always make are always hardcore. Like nothing I do is, um, you know, I don't transition out and into things. Like everything is just black and white. I, I changed my diet from today to the next day. There's no like... Um, contemplation and I, I don't even want to know why it works that well i don't want to know the reason behind everything if someone who i trust if someone who i respect tells me eat once a day it's going to be better for you eat only meat it's going to be better for you i just do it and it's super super important to not be ignorant and to not fall into the fallacy of thinking that you know something like if you just assume that the opposite of everything you think you know is true, then you're going to be closer to the truth than by just following the things which you think you know. It's, it's literally all just an illusion. Like, and it, it applies to all the different aspects of society, of health, of, um, of the things you eat, of fitness. Like Everything is just structured exactly the other way around just for the sake of making more money off you. The, the same with supplements. Um, you know, the, the same with books, educational material, all the self-help stuff, even psych psychologists, like everything, like literally everything, you know, doctors, the, the healthcare system, like everything is absolutely and utterly corrupt. And on every single decision which you make, you have to be super, super aware that whoever is giving you advice has some sort of incentive and they usually have a very big financial motive to do things the exact same other way than the way they are supposed to be true. So coming back to, to the topic of hardcore, knowing that also means that, you know, and we had this discussion, I think like one or two weeks ago, where if you want to change something in your life, be hardcore and just change the thing. Don't think about it. Don't contemplate. Mm, maybe I can do it when the timing is right. There's never going to be an easy time to make a hard decision. So whatever thing you always wanted to do, or whatever decision you always shunned and didn't do, just do that thing and just get it out of the way. It, it, it's, it's really like once you start being hardcore, life really becomes super easy. Like once you're, and, and Grant Cardone says this in, in, in his book, when values are clear, decisions are easy. And that's why, to me, everything is always black and white. There's no, like, maybe or gray areas. And, you know, it, it's like life is just very simple once you get your values right. And, of course, hardcore also means that by being hardcore, you're going to have to accept that there are certain sacrifices which you have to make to be hardcore. It's not going to be, once you have no balance, then there's going to be things which are going to suffer by not having that balance, right? But you will never be able to have it all. You, you can't have like everything all the time. They have to be, and it doesn't mean that you also have to be hardcore all the time, but most of you guys 
have the complete wrong balance. So the only way to actually break out of that is to be absolutely and 100% hardcore and ignore all the other things and just go to one extreme once and stay there for a while and then actually realizing, okay, this is the way it is done. And then giving you a, a simple example, if you have stuck with the meat diet and one meal per day for six months, then of course you can have an ice cream once a week and you can maybe like, you know, have breakfast each Sunday or whatever. Then you can like incorporate some things which, you know, then give you some balance and, and then, you know, provide you what, what you might have been lacking. Although I highly doubt that you actually want to do that after you've stuck with it. Um, but you only like, you really have to be hardcore once and only then you can actually like contemplate, you know, going against some of those rules to maybe have some balance, which you might personally want, but it, it, it's, it's very detrimental fallacy to have that you like need to start out having balance right away because like no successful person has any, okay. I'm going to, to phrase it differently. No successful person has become successful by having balance. That's just impossible. So you have to accept that there have to be times where there is no balance and there have to be times of great sacrifice and there has to be times of Im immense pain because that's the thing which is going to make you someone of true character. You're not going to be a person worth talking to if you had an easy life and if you never risked anything and if nothing ever went wrong and if you never had to endure pain and if you just were always average, then I don't even, you know, me personally, I don't want to talk to an average guy. I, it's just not interesting to me. I want to know who you are and I don't want to have anything to do with you. And the reason why I am that way is because I'm now, you know, I've, and I, I can elaborate on, on that story uh, another time. I've moved to a different city, to a different country. I've now being, I'm now being surrounded by super successful people by, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, but by very dangerous people who are very capable, who are very influential. And by being around those guys and by having their very imposing and um, you know, very strong presence always next to me, that, you know, that keeps me excited. But it also means that like anyone else who's not on the same level, just like, there's nothing, there's nothing to them. There's nothing which would want me to make, you know, which would want me to make talk, uh, a small talk with them, for example. And I can only like highly, highly encourage you to, to go out of, out of your way to expose yourself to such high caliber people. And if you're now stuck in one place, if you're stuck in a socioeconomic environment, which doesn't allow you to do that, then the only way to do so is through the academy, through the digital world. And starting out that way is the same way I have started out. And it works very well. If you, have, if you study certain successful people long enough, then you will also be able to you know, ask them like, in your thoughts what they would do in a specific situation. And if you know them, if you have studied them well enough, then you will actually you know, already intrinsically know how they would decide. So for example, if you go through the academy, and you're now waiting for the next lesson to drop. One thing which I can highly recommend is if there was one guy or one person in the, um, in the lessons which you like really resonated with, then just do a deep dive and watch 
every YouTube video, every interview, anything of, of substance, try to watch everything which they ever did, try to read all the books they wrote, and just do a deep dive into that person. Like if someone like really resonates with you, like really do a deep dive and you will know, you will, you will find out that, you know, you, you can like really make that person your mentor, even if it's someone who's already, already dead. If they put out enough content, if they wrote enough books, then you can actually make them your mentor and you will be able to consult with them for challenges in your life. And you will be able to like use their success and their thought process to become more successful and more influential yourself. And yeah, I think that's uh, one of the best advices I, I can probably give. Awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for your time this week. Oh, thank you, Skava. And uh, next time I'm going to let you talk more. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no. you know, it's always easy to, to like get on, get off on attention then get into a rant. Um, but the, the thing about the diet and the thing about like just the perception of society and its values in itself, that's very, very important to have. It, it's, it gets increasingly harder if you don't understand the dynamics around you about everything unless you you know you you start to wake up and i also said this to someone else the other day like you also have to realize that like everything is the same business is the exact same thing as personal relationships and the things the dynamics which you see in a community and even if you look at some even if you look an, at an nft project and you know something turns out to be a rug pull like all those um, personal motivators, all the different agendas of different people, all the different personality, personality traits of the people in power, like it's literally all the same across the world, across all industries, across governments, across societies. It's, it's literally all the same. And how people behave in a place where everything is anonymous and where they can act without any legal repercussions it's the exact same thing in the real world. It's the exact same thing in politics with governments. They can do whatever they want. No one is going to pursue them legally. It's the exact same thing. And once you realize that the majority of people is inherently corrupt and that you cannot trust anyone to do anything and that unless the right incentives are set in place where you then can actually have some faith in what is being built, you will quickly learn that if you look at your diet, and if you want to make a judgment on what to eat and what to do based on the information you have been served by someone who had an agenda and who made money of giving you a certain uh, piece of information, then you will quickly learn that like all those individual decisions you make on a daily basis, you really have to ask yourself, why do I make that decision? Why do I have that belief? Why do I think meat is bad? Why do I think whole eggs are going to increase my cholesterol. Like you really have to ask yourself, like, why do I think these things are true? Why do I think um, vegetables are necessary? Why do I think um, meat replacement is a good option? Why do I think being vegan is great? Why do I think I have to save the, um, why do I have to think I, why do I think I have to like work against the, the climate change? You, you really have to like think very heavily about all the different things you're being told and the, the different things you're, you know, certain institutions try to convince you of. 
And without going into another one-hour-long rant, um, Christian, thank you very much for joining me today. It was also a pleasure to have you, and I very much enjoyed the conversations with you. And I'm very much looking forward to the next session. I also want to thank our audience, our members for listening in. I'm very much enjoying these. I very much enjoy doing these sessions every single week. And also, guys, I haven't missed one single alpha hour since we launched VV. And it's not always convenient for me to do this. And it's not always something which fits my schedule. It's not always something which fits my state of mind at that exact same time. But it's, it's again, it comes back to being hardcore. You know, I committed to doing this. I committed to doing this weekly. And no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be in the right mindset. I'm going to be in the right mood to do them. I'm going to always force myself to be ready. And there's, you know, there's no other way to do business. There's no other way to show that you have integrity. There's no other way to get other people to trust you, to believe in you. You, you have to be hardcore. And you will also realize once you start being that way, everyone inherently by default is going to respect you more. Like every single person I meet in, meet in real life, they immediately respect me because they can tell that I'm genuine, that I don't mess around, that I, I stick by my word and that me giving my, my word means something. And um, I'm going to, to uncover uh, you know, some of the things which we've done in, in silence uh, in the Wales Channel and some of the things which I've been planning in real life for VVV. And a lot of things are going to, to make more sense and things are going to become obvious. And then once the, the personal brand um, on YouTube or on, on a platform like Rumble becomes um, published and then we release content frequently and we talk about some of the more sensitive topics, which I cannot cover here, then you know a lot of the things would, would, will fall in place. And I think it's going to be incredibly healthy for many, many people who might be stuck in certain scenarios, relationships, um, workplaces where they might not be happy, they might not be living the, the fulfilled life which they deserve. And it's going, to be, it's going to be a great time, especially you know, combining this with some of our investments then by then hopefully yielding returns, maybe having a TGE, maybe the market moving into a slightly better direction, us um, slowly dropping the news around the blockchain fund. It's going to be a super, super good ride. And along the way, we're going to have one deal after the other. It's all always going to be super high quality deals. We will have AMAs with some of the most influential people in the crypto space, with some of the most prestigious upcoming projects. And yeah, you, you can always genuinely rely on me on delivering. You can rely on the team. They are all super driven. They are all incredibly reliable. They are all super, super quick in taking action and delivering. And I'm, I'm really blessed to be surrounded by the team, by the community. And thank you once again, guys. It has been a pleasure to have this event again. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This recording has been prepared and made available by VVV. It is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a solicitation to sell, buy or subscribe to any financial instruments or products. VVV does not express any opinion as to the present or future price of any instrument mentioned in this recording. The information provided in this recording is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published, but VVV, along with its directors, officers and employees, does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of this information 
as it may change in the future without notice. Any decision made by a party after listening to this recording shall be on the basis of its own research and not based on the information and opinions provided by VVV.